When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You might have heard me on the microphone. I was somber as I possibly could be because the Bulldogs jumped out of the blocks and then suddenly South Sydney, my goodness, I, I, was, I was worried this might happen, in particular Luttrell who played his 150th and, yeah, they were just superb. But Canterbury, the minute we lost the Fox, we were in massive trouble mm. and they just annihilated us down that right side or the left side defence for Canterbury-Bankstown. Joel Kane, former player with the West Tigers, Balmain, St. George Dragons, London Broncos, Salford City Reds. Salford. But also head caller with SEN, your home of sport. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to our show. Uh, g'day, gentlemen. Gee, that resume sounds very, very busy. You've got to be careful hiring people with busy resumes. And, uh, <laughs> that sounds very busy, doesn't it? Mate, uh, where do we start? Uh, I know we've got to talk about the Rabbitohs and they bounce back to form after their loss to Melbourne, but let's go back to Thursday night. You know, I'm 0-3 in the footy tips and Melbourne blow the, blow the roosters off the park. What were your thoughts, 28 points to 8? Oh, uh, the, the game just changed, didn't it? As soon as Radley got himself, which was so stupid, it was so, so silly, uh, that they cost the game. And, and what we're seeing these days, boys, is any time there's a sin bidding... Teams are just too crafty with the extra man. The skill level is that high that if you're a man down, they just cash in just about every time. So it's even mate, had me think a little bit, like with the 10 in the bin these days, do you? You think about, um, you know, like you got 10 in the bin or if the opponents score a try, that null and bullet back you come. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the two tries that Melbourne scored in the 10 minute in the bin for Radley, that was all she wrote. Yeah, and Joel, I don't disagree with you, mate, because I look at some of the other incidents that we've seen over the weekend where players have been sin-bin. And for me, some of them have been very minor, but it's a costly, costly um, exercise for the team. You know, the Radley one, yes, I get it. It was so late and so unnecessary. Um, And I dare say, I don't know whether the charges have come out yet, but I dare say it's probably going to be a shoulder charge because he didn't make any attempt to wrap the arm. So that, you know, carries with it a, a greater penalty. Uh, as opposed to a dangerous contact charge. But, you know, last night we saw um, one of the back rowers for the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, the young gun, Jacob Preston. And you would have seen, Joel, that I know James Graham, he was in commentary yesterday as well, and he just absolutely blew up. But what are your thoughts about the hip drop? Yeah, look, I've got to say, I'm, I'm a bit the same. And the way we're going, boys, like, if not for HIA or, or a hip drop, an innocuous hip drop, but we're definitely going to miss someone in a state of origin or a grand final because it's happening too often so for me you know like and Gus Gould blew, blew up about this on Channel 9 as well we've just got to be careful what we're calling there are some blatant hip drops and but honestly the Preston one the Dale Finuka one last week and Butes this is more your sort of domain I suppose but I just don't really know you know from the players point of view being Preston and Finuka like did really either of them have any intent to do a hip drop. It's just, it's just how the tackle played out, isn't it? Yeah, mate, you know what the thing about it is for me, right? You've got to think about the physics of the game, right? That if a player has gone past you, you've got him around the hips, you've got to drop your body weight, right, to actually bring him down, right? There's no other way. You can't keep... 
you can't maintain your feet because all you're going to do is get dragged along. You've actually got to drop your body weight to try and bring him down. So I, I don't think there is, and again, I, I, I don't like using the word intent, but it's a technique thing where sometimes you're going to get this accidental, incidental contact where they actually land down on the legs. Like that's because they're actually behind the player. They're not actually, you know, they haven't won the contest in the battle. So they're actually trying to get that back. For me, it's a really tough one, uh, and it concerns me where we're going with this. The fact that, you know, that one last night uh, for the young back rower, my goodness, like, I just look at that. And I know the player got injured and hurt his ankle or whatever it may have been, but I'm not sure what else he could have done in that situation. And, and what Joel says, in terms of the contest, and, you know, I'm looking at this with one blue eye and one white eye, but... The Bulldogs were making a comeback at that point. I think it got yeah. back to 26-12, and there was a try disallowed as well to Matt Burton. And so, and then South go bang, bang, bang. Oh, they certainly did. Bang, bang, bang. And I've got to tell you... Like, and bang, bang, bang to Campbell Graham with a hat-trick. Well, that game yesterday, and I look at what Latrell did. He scored three tries, probably had a hand in a couple of others, uh, and, a, and a solid hand at that. Joel, what, th- what impressed me most yesterday about Latrell's game is that most of the tries, well, sorry, all the tries that he scored were on the back of him supporting, which isn't a big yeah, part of his yeah. game, right? You know, it's a part of Tedesco's game. You know, you think about all the good fullbacks in our game, that's a big part of the game. It hasn't been a big part of his game, and he scored three tries on the back of that last night, which was great to see for him. Yeah, 100%. And, and it was a bit of a poke, don't poke the bear. Game 150's old man was, had been in the media during the week, and everyone was saying, oh, he's been quiet, he's been quiet. You just knew he would explode. That's just what he does. And he, Cody Walker's a bit similar to that boy's too. If you get under his skin, he's just going to make pay. You just want to be quiet around him. You don't, you don't ever sort of verbal him. You, just, you don't want to poke the bear with those boys because they'll make pay. Um, yeah. what I, you mentioned the support play, and this is what the good fullbacks do, and particularly if you've got a team that can make line breaks like South. And Ryan Pappenhausen, I know Terry Lamb gets the credit for the best support player, Ryan Pappenhausen is about as good as I've ever seen. Mate, this, this bloke, and Nathan Blackhawk used to do this, and I used to play with him, where he would be walking constantly up the field. Tyrell Sloan does this good as well. And if you think about this, most breaks are sort of 5 or 10 metres. You just can't make up 5 or 10 metres over a 20-metre sprint, for example. So these blokes are just on the ball. If you ever get an aerial shot of Ryan Pappenhausen, he just walks up the middle of the field because it's like a magnet. The ball wants to come back to the field. And he's in line with the ball the whole time. And if there's any hint of a gap, bang, he's on it, scores a try. And, and that's well, what Latrell was doing yesterday. And they just cashed in. If, if, yeah. he, if you get the chance to look at his first try that he scores, he is, I reckon he's 10 metres ahead before they make the break. Right? And then he's yeah. actually got to slow down so he can actually receive the pass and then go again. He was that far ahead. Hey, he's uh, obviously been watching. He's been doing his research. Yeah, Butes, uh, by the way, yeah. you know that Latrell's on when uh, when he scored that first try. See, he was already shushing the Bulldogs crowd. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. then you're going, <laughs> this, is, this is ominous. Hey, Sugar, we need to talk about the magnificent Dolphins. You know, I've got yeah. to say at the moment, they're four and two. Fins up. And, and fins up, but after their loss to St. George Illawarra, I thought they're really going to struggle. That's one of the most courageous wins. Let's not forget, we're talking about a team that finished in the top four last year, the yes. North Queensland Cowboys. They roll up to Townsville. Somehow they get the job done. I think Wayne Bennett at the moment should be coach of the year, you know, by the length of the, length of the straight. That was just incredible last night. They did everything late in the match to lose the game. They gave the Cowboys opportunity after opportunity. In the end, 
they get the job done 32-22. Yeah, they're all buying in, and that, that's the whole thing. Um, I think the, the missile, James Magnuson, said in the off-season, maybe the Cowboys were drinking their own Kool-Aid. But I, I will say this about the Cowboys, and I think people, they, they just haven't, the penny hasn't dropped on this. Yes, they got Cotter back, and yes, they got Drinkwater back. But you're still without Murray Talangi. You're without Tylum Luki, who pulled out of the match. McLean was out of the match. Tamo was out of the match. Um, so many stars from Lark. Nanai's a huge out. Uh, all these players are still not there from the team who played in the prelim final that was almost close to a grand final. So I'm not, I'm not saying the Cowboys can win the comp because I don't believe so, but they can make the finals. I'm not red-penning them, but on the Dolphins, mate, they're packed. Jerry Marshall King, King came back. That was a big in. Their pack looked very, very solid. Their bench looked very, very solid. And that gave them a great take. You couldn't believe that, um, how easily many people are expecting the Cowboys to win. Just on that, though, boys, if you get a chance, um, to get the moment, but there's a moment where one of the Cowboys goes through and Tommy Gilbert in the end goal does exactly what Victor Radley does. And there's no mention of it. Absolutely uh, no mention of it. So yeah. um, he does exactly what Victor did. Uh, mate, I've got to say, the performance of, you know, we're talking about fullbacks in the game at the moment. Hammer, the hammer from the Dolphins. Oh. He has scored every, a try in every game. He's the only player to do this in a new franchise. He's actually six tries in the in the first six rounds. Oh, sorry, I think he's seven tries in the first, maybe eight tries in the first six rounds. Just a phenomenal performance. And I think he's the big key to his, the, the Dolphins' success at the moment. Anything from Butte, I reckon. We always know he's got wheels. But Wayne Bennett says in that doco, did you boys get to see the doco? I haven't seen all of it, mate, no. No, very, very good. So realistically, right, and you think about Bill Belichick and you think about the great horse trainers and you think about any, any sort of coach, Jack Gibson, you know, the real successful ones just keep things bloody simple. And Wayne Bennett wasn't sort of overthinking anything. He was really just saying that, I just want good people who are in great condition. Along those lines, and I'm paraphrasing, but if you get somebody who is such such an elite of an athlete, such as Hamiso, and you get him absolute top of his game, then that's what you're going to get. And I spoke to a, a coach um, off the record. He said, mate, he said, I know Reese Walsh is flying, and he's got a great team in front of him, but this is Hamiso Tabuai Fadeau. There's not many better than him in the comp. And there's another player, by the way, who the Cowboys are missing. Um... So he's flying, and I think it's 100% down to a supreme athlete being at his supreme best physically. Yeah, Joel, speaking of coaches and preparation, when I was driving in this morning, I heard conversations, which I'm sure you've listened to. It's outstanding. Richard Feidler is the host, and they spoke to the great Ron Barassi, and they spoke about the 1977 AFL Grand Final. And... The difference between Tommy Hafey and Ron Barassi, because they had to come back and play the grand final again, Barass said it's legendary that Tommy Hafey worked his group too hard. And he just said, well, if we're not fit enough now, we never will be. And so all week they just had one light run. Now, if you look at the NRL at the moment, short turnarounds. Cowboys are coming off the back of a short turnaround against the Bulldogs, 15-14. You just wonder how much that... I mean, you, you two guys played at the highest level. How much does that affect a footy team? The, Bulldog, uh, the Cowboys played late last Sunday night. They're back in action last night. Well, but the thing is, and, and, and you, prob- you probably are closer to a robot as far as you're just a supreme athlete yourself if you're going, but 
Look, boys, I tipped Melbourne last week, and everyone said, oh, you're an idiot. Why is tipping Melbourne in the south? The reason being is that they had such a brutal month. And these guys aren't robots. And like you're going to say with these short turnarounds, they aren't robots. So you are going to pay the price. It is hard when you, you know, you're a month into the competition, you've got a short turnaround, you bruise, and, and by now, you know, most of the guys are carrying some kind of injury, and it is bloody hard. So I, I, I totally understand that, and I, they, they, they've got it wrong somehow. In saying all that, you know, like I know the Bulldogs are blowing up about it, and I haven't heard from the Cowboys, but you did get the draw sort of a long time ago, and I hadn't heard it sort of raised then. So I think, you know, you, you could raise it at the time, could you? Yeah, mate, you know what? The, for me, and I look at the Melbourne Storm, right? And, and again, I look at these two teams on paper. On paper, I'm picking the Roosters every day of the week. But this yep. Melbourne Storm side and what they're able to achieve, and, and you know what? A lot of it has to do with, you know, the systems they have in place, what Craig Bellamy is able to get out of their players. It is just phenomenal. And Munster the other night, it was an absolute clinic from him. Like, he was involved in every try, scored a couple himself. Like, it was just phenomenal and, and you know to think that it was only two or three weeks ago that he had a compound fracture he showed his toughness by getting that strapped up and coming back on the field right and, and that's what players want to see from their HPP right from their best player that want to see toughness he showed that and he, he backed that up week after week after week now he realizes that he's a go-to man and he's actually delivering in big big bucket loads Absolutely. And you know what, Butes, I'll ask you this question, because you've seen a lot of rugby league. Have we, and I won't even say, is it number one? It's, it's, it's for how far? Have you ever seen a, a program such as the Melbourne Storm develop so many average players into absolute superstars? Like, honestly, if Nico Hines doesn't go through that system, easily missed, probably never plays first grade. Nick Meaney had been at Canterbury and Newcastle, comes down now and would be snapped up as a first-choice fullback in a heartbeat. Uh, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. You know, Will Warbrick starting to play enormous. You know, all these outside backs, I've never seen Dane Wilson come through as a kid. He was just a player. He ends up playing State of Origin Grand Finals. And Have you ever seen anything even close to abuse? Not a chance. You know, I'll look at... A, nah. I'll even refer to the fact uh, Justin Ollum, right, who last year was probably close to the best centre in the game, right? Now, two, three years ago, no club would take a chance on, on him, right? Not a chance in the world. You would never have that expectation that he'd be at that echelon, right, or that uh, status in the game. Now, he just knows what to do. And you know what? I, I dare say, Craig Bellamy's got this ability to make the game really simple. This is your role. This is your responsibility. Get it done. Hey, Joel, uh, we've taken up enough of your time, but I just want to touch on one more game. So we've got a blockbuster. Are you calling Panthers v. the Sea Eagles? No, I'm not. I'm not, actually. We've got let, uh, let it ride today, but we'll be keeping an eye on it, that's for sure. But um, I'm actually down here. Apologies for the wind, too, boys. I'm down. A few kids are doing some goal kicking and uh, getting into it, which is good. But, uh, no, that should be a really good game. Uh, you know the Panthers, This talking about great programs, not since before last year's finals, so that's eight games including the Challenge Cup against St Helens, they have not let in more than two tries even once. Well, their defence, honestly, it, it, that, that is an amazing number. Eight games in a row, two tries or less. That is an amazing, including finals, crazy number, isn't it? You know, when you think about that and you look at some of the other teams, in our, you know, where you've had score lines of 32 all last week, Newcastle, Manly, 
Uh, you've got other teams, Parramatta versus the Sharks, who 32, 26, whatever it is. Anytime you're scoring 20-odd points plus, should be enough for you to win. And if the Panthers do that, they know that they're going to win the game because their defence is that good. And they're probably, that's the big difference and that's why they're going to be there or thereabouts at the back end of the season because their defence is so good. Hey, Joel, uh, we're giving you a standing ovation. Buttes? Outstanding. I don't get up that often. Our producer, Valentine Holmes, applauding as well. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, mate, and happy Easter to the Sugarcane family. Have a good Easter, boys. Any time, too, by the way. I love listening to you blokes on a Saturday morning. So enjoy it. Everyone stay safe, and we'll catch you next time, hey?